The air is thick with gritty white dust, all that remains of hundreds of pieces of elephant ivory. The piles included carved tusks, decorations, and jewelry, ranging in size from little trinkets to large, ornate statues. All of it seized by federal agents, much of it tagged as evidence. Piece by piece, it rides up a long conveyor belt, then topples into a giant crusher. Antique ivory is legal in the United States, but these pieces are made from recently poached ivory, disguised to look old. It was dyed. They'd sort of stained the ivory to make it look older. Varun Vera is the lead analyst at C4 ADS. That's the Center for Advanced Defense Studies. They'd hidden it within terracotta pots. They'd transferred it through a series of intermediaries, went to Canada before entering the United States, um, and eventually found its way to this Philadelphia dealer very much designed, we're presuming, for the consumer market. Few penalties and skyrocketing prices make this crime increasingly attractive to terror groups and organized crime. For this reason, the U.S. government considers wildlife trafficking a national security issue. Last year, President Barack Obama's task force created a strategy to deal with it. His advisory council is chaired by Interior Secretary Sally Jewell. She spoke at the Times Square crush. We have transnational organized crime networks that see this as a low risk and a high profit market. We are part of the problem. We must also be part of the solution. A solution that includes USAID, the Department of Justice and Homeland Security, all working to better enforce the law and reduce the demand for these products by raising public awareness. But for now, the United States remains a major player in the global market for elephant ivory. Ellie Pepper is an expert on the U.S. ivory market at the NRDC, or Natural Resources Defense Council. So what a lot of people don't realize is the U.S. is actually one of the top ivory markets in the world. Pepper says a big part of the problem is U.S. ivory laws are confusing and hard to enforce. The U.S. has permitted a limited legal market for years. But since it's so hard to date ivory, it requires DNA testing or uh, bomb curve dating, which are expensive, not widely available processes. People sneak new ivory onto the shelves under the guise of old ivory. So that's why, even though the U.S. has banned most ivory for so long, it hasn't really mattered. It's just created this parallel illegal market. New York City has long been at the heart of this, but new strict state bans in the region mean there's little ivory to see here. So I head to California. In San Francisco's Chinatown, there are blocks of stores that sell at least some ivory. California may soon pass a ban like New York's, and word seems to be getting out. The windows of shops specializing in ivory are filled with posters, advertising half off and going out of business sales. But for now, it's still the Wild West. Attorney Zach Smith joins me for some browsing. He's Pepper's colleague at NRDC. Some of the people working at the stores were absolutely upfront about the fact that they were selling elephant ivory that was illegal and that they would help you obtain documents to facilitate you being able to sell that ivory in New York, which right now has quite strict laws against the sale of ivory. So, I mean, I was amazed. I did not expect that. Ellie Pepper says the amount of illegal or new ivory that's on store shelves recently doubled, 
now making up roughly half of all ivory for sale here. What this means is that the amount of antique faking and the amount of pretending that ivory is old when it's actually new is just becoming more common. Bob Dreyer is the associate director of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. He says they've reached the same conclusion. We think that the current market provides cover for illegal ivory coming into the United States and permits poachers to profit from their crimes. So we're looking for a way to take the United States out of that equation. But progress has been slow and hard won. Delaware Senator Chris Coons is one of several lawmakers addressing this issue on Capitol Hill. The United States still has a problem with illegal ivory, uh, whether it's uh, gun owners or musicians or antique dealers. Um, They've raised concerns about a proposed Fish and Wildlife Service rule, uh, and they've pushed back fairly hard. Bipartisan bills before the House and Senate seek to increase the penalties for violating federal law. Right now, people who are convicted face small fines or just months in prison. If passed, the new measures would equate wildlife trafficking with other forms of that crime, such as drugs or weapons. Senator Coons applauds the Wildlife Trafficking Enforcement Act, which was put before the chamber earlier this year. It would create penalties of up to 20 years in prison or a half million dollars in fines. Bob Dreyer says U.S. Fish and Wildlife is also working on a variety of new restrictions. We have been considering and are very, very close to issuing a proposed regulation that would substantially eliminate interstate trade in ivory in the United States. More than 20 states will also consider their own ivory bans this year. That's important because federal rules don't apply to trade within a state's borders. Places to watch include California and Connecticut. California because it has a very large ivory trade. Connecticut because tight restrictions in neighboring states could push New York City's illegal market across its border. For America Abroad, I'm Jennifer Strong.